Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where everyday topics and everyday people come together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fly. to the beautiful butterfly show i'm your host bianca fly i want to say happy tuesday to you folks out there i hope you had a fantastic and phenomenal weekend and of course you guys know we are back start of a new weekend uh we got uh family in the building tonight uh she's no stranger to the show you guys i'm talking about no one other than author sonny giovanni she is in the building you guys tonight with bianca fly you guys and we're talking about her new release and i know every time you guys hear me talk about sonny she's got a new release but hey the girl just works that damn hard what can i say uh but she's on tonight you guys and we're going to be talking about her book tight entitled caught between two street kings and uh we're going to give you guys all that great information on where you can purchase it all those great things we're going to give you some details um about it we're going to tell you about those upcoming projects because if you guys know sonny giovanna she is always cooking up something in the kitchen so we're going to get out into all of that and more. And if you're out there, uh, you are a listener, supporter, a lover, a fan of the works of Sonny Giovanni, feel free to call in, show us some love, or ask a question if you like. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little uh, short commercial break because we got to pay those bills, folks. And we're going to come back and we're going to welcome our special guest of the evening, you guys, Arthur Sonny Giovanni. We'll be right back with more right here on All the Beautiful Butterfly Show. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly. A man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way, determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path? After the smoke from the gun has cleared. Check out Quiet Storm by author Deidre Lachey. 
available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And once again, as you guys know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by no other than YRN 1328. That means that you can be heard globally, baby. So definitely big shout out to YRN 1328 to all of the folks out here listening. And so, of course, um, as I mentioned, you guys, we got special guest Sonny Giovanni in the building this evening, you guys. And I'm not going to delay any longer. I know we got a, I see we got a lot of folks on the line who are listening. Showing her love and all those great things. So we're gonna get right to it, you guys. Sunny, you there? I sure am. Hey, Bianca. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. I started to come on and say your name real bougie, like your name was about to be <laughs> Bianca. I had to put a K in it, Bianca. Well, a K and an E and an R. <laughs> How are you doing, Sunny Giovanni? I am super fantastically awesome. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, uh, for the folks out there who may not know, um, tell them a little bit about who is Sunny Giovanni. Oh, wow. Okay, let's let's do our best. Um, Sunny <laughs> Giovanni is an author, screenwriter, a mom, uh, a hellish little sister, even though I'm 27, I still have the privilege of bothering my older siblings from time to time. <laughs> I'm a best friend, a confidant. I'm a worldly person. I'll put it to you like this, yeah. among other things. Yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, of course, um, as I as I mentioned earlier in the, in the show, that we, every time you come on here, uh, you are constantly doing a new release, a new release, and you got uh, things constantly in the works. And so I know for you, um, you put a lot of time and, and dedication into the stories um, that you put out here. And so I know going back to one of our early uh, interviews, and, and we talked about how it was actually your sister. Um, who got you into writing and felt that, you know, this would be a good outlet for you to get into writing. And so now you are bookoos of books into this literary industry. And so how do you look back? 43? 43? 43. I celebrated my 43rd release. Um, Do y'all know when my 43rd book came out? Uh, Last week it was was like – between Tuesday and Thursday, I don't even remember. Okay. I worked so hard that I can't even keep up with my own dates. But um, awesome. it's basically a vivid and wild, untamed imagination. If you can do right. that and you can actually sit and put it on paper, I say you good as gold. Right. I mean, I'm asked all yeah. the time. Every time we look up, you drop in. How? Well, right. it's a mixture right. of determination, that imagination, mm-hmm. And you have to have crazy friends. Like, my friends are not normal, and they will quickly call, <laughs> whether it's Facebook or by cell phone. They will instant message me and ask me what I'm up right. to. But please don't say that you're not right. working because I've surrounded myself with people who are always moving. They're always progressing, right. always busy. So you got to, you know, filter out the bad from the good. Because if you hang around people who don't want to move, who are mm-hmm. lazy, slacking, always complaining and full of nothing but negativity, then that's going to become you. You know what I mean? Right. Do I sound like a crazy person? Right. Well, don't worry about it because I am crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> all of my friends are always pushing it. It doesn't, And I've seen yeah. it get knocked down so many times. So I kind of feed off them every now and again. If, I, if I'm sick mm-hmm. or I, I'm doubting myself, if I don't feel like doing something, I look up and I see them and they're like, yeah, because I got a release next month. And I'm like, oh, I got a match that. Um, right. All right, well, let me get some packing keys. <laughs> all my friends are authors, so I got a match right. every time somebody releases. Yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and being in the literary industry, we're constantly seeing um, uh, people, you know, create stories and so forth. And so you've always been one of those writers who you've kind of created your own lane uh, in this literary industry and you kind of stick to your own thing. And so uh, for you, how important is that uh, to make sure you stick to Sonny Giovanni's lane? You, you know, because what happens is you get a lot of people who, you know, they, they see, okay, well, these type of stories are popular. So let me write these type of stories. And it may not necessarily be the particular story that they need to be writing. So how have you learned over the years, you know, to stay in creating um, your lane and and expanding it even more in your own way? It's very important to me. I see authors beef all the time because their storylines might sound similar. But, I mean, I've used this analogy plenty of times, and I got it from Leo Mm -hmm. Sullivan. You can put three authors in front of a stoplight and they will write about their, you know, that one particular stoplight. And then the storylines will be similar, but nobody will have the exact same words. So what I do Mm -hmm. when I Mm -hmm. can, I'll kind of download a couple of samples of releases of people who, you know, have already dropped or whatever. And I'll skim through that sample and it's already Mm -hmm. saved in memory. Don't go over there. You know what I mean? Like this book is probably don't even... Because one in this business, and it's a shame to say, people will think that anybody has stolen something from them. And for somebody mm-hmm. who has 43 books out, nobody's ever came at me about something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's because right. most of the time, like many of my friends, we don't have time to really read someone else's book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're right, always right. focused on what it is we're doing. And we put as much as we can down on paper, even though it's going to, you know, get rewritten, changed, whatever. But mm-hmm. we stick to what we're doing. We're not trying to follow different trends, if that makes right. sense. Has anybody heard the song, uh, Kid Cudi's song, Surfing? That's the perfect example. Yeah. If yeah. you are busy yeah. doing your own thing, then nobody can say that you have, you know, duplicated anything. I've had people come to me and say, Oh, Sonny, this person's book sounds like yours, but I'm chilling. Out. Okay, uh, what you want me to do? You, you <laughs> right. want me to jump down her throat? Right. Like, dude, I got so many books out. Whatever. If that helped her right. or inspired her to write, then by all means, go ahead. It is what it is. And, and what do you say to those authors? Um, who do get upset because you do you have people who get upset and they get bothered by those things and some people it kind of knocks them down for a bit. So what would be Sonny's advice to those who you know feel like you know people are constantly you know biting on their material or possibly stealing their ideas or even stories? What is your opinion on how to go about handling that type of situation? Now, old Sonny, if you caught me two years ago, <laughs> old Sonny would have been, you know, that cheerleader that's going to tell you to go out there and get him. Right. But new Sonny, right. experienced Sonny, the person that has been in this business for, what, three years, going on four mm-hmm. in this December, um, I would say be humble by it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at Stephen King and how many books he has out, just because somebody else writes a book about a murderous dog or, you know, an insane clown, it does not necessarily mean that he stole it from Stephen King. How many authors right. do you think we have out here? How many books do you think is going to be reproduced? There is not one story right. that has been told necessarily that's not going to get told again. However, Absolutely. however, that big old however, if you look <laughs> at a book, that is written line for line just like yours, then now we have a problem. I still would advise you go to social media and go kaboom. I think that you should handle it legally like an adult and keep it between y'all because we all got brands that we got to think about. And that's funny to say because old Sunny didn't care at all about her brand. If I heard you saying something about me that was negative or something negative about my my books, yeah, I was going to go off the richer. I was swinging from the chandelier right. to come and get that ass. But new Sunny is, <laughs> no, we'll go to court because I trademarked my name. All of my material right. is copywritten. So we're going to handle it like big boys and I'll see right. you in court. There you go. Right. You don't necessarily have to mess up your right. brand to prove a point. Absolutely. 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 Definitely love that. Especially when you when you mention about your brand because a lot of times 
Um, I, I think people don't realize uh, the impact that certain things can have on your brain. You know, when people see how you handle um, yourself, when different situations come about, it can affect how people, if people even want to work with you, you know, or do future right. business with you or collaborate collaborate with you on anything. So um, I'm loving that, what you said uh, about your brand. And I, I wanted to ask you in creating these stories, because you've created some incredible characters um, out of all these uh 43 books, and so, uh, you know, with this, uh, where does Sunny draw her inspiration from? I know you listen to a whole variety of different music artists and so <laughs> forth, and so where, where do you get uh, the inspiration uh, for these characters to, to bring them to life? Mainly my music, because believe it or not, like, I keep my house dead silent during the day when my kids are away, and mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. either be blasting my music or I have my headphones in. And it depends on what I'm listening to, and I pull from those songs. And, I mean, a, a true writer, like I, I told Summer Grant one day in, in 2014 when she was feeling down about, you know, her career and whatnot, you can actually sit in a corner with nothing in that room because this is how talented you are, and you can right. let your imagination flow. You can pull 45,000 words. Also staring at blank walls, depending on how, you know, descriptive you can be. You can pull inspiration right. from almost anything. Absolutely. It could even be something as small as something one of my kids might say when they're home, something funny they might say, and I'll put it in a book, and then I'll build a whole story around that. Like, it, you know, Absolutely. I pull from everything, real-life events, mm-hmm. real-life people. I pull from myself, my past. It's everything. It's universal. That's what I like to call it. Absolutely, absolutely love it, love it, love it, you guys. And so, what we're going to do is we'll take a little break, but we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Sunny uh, even more, you guys, and we're going to get into this hot new book that she has outside of uh, Cult Between Two Street Kings, you guys. And so, <laughs> if you are a uh, listener, supporter, fan, and you want to call in, you want to say hello, give her a shout out, you could do so. If you're on the phone line already, you can go ahead and press one. Um, or if you're out there listening, you can call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And so when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to have more from author Sonny Giovanni. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2, also author of the Devil's Calling Car 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Welcome back, everyone. And we are all with Sonny Giovanni this evening, you guys, as well. And, uh, man, speaking of that commercial with Lyrics Brown, you just did some awesome covers uh, for Lyrics um, as well. He got some hot new books um, out, and, and Sonny has uh, created some amazing uh, covers for him. And so what is that like for you? Like, once you have created that awesome cover, what is it like for you to see um, others' authors' reaction and readers and supporters uh, to your work? I love the reactions because they'll be like, Sunny, I didn't know you made covers. But it's art to me. <laughs> I love art. And sometimes right. it's nerve-wracking because I have awesome right. friends who will come and they'll place, like, this expensive order. And I'll go through and take the time out of my day to make this beautiful cover. And then yeah. they never released the book. And I just stand back <laughs> and look like, y'all just wanted a pretty picture. Like, that's all you had to tell me, Sonny. I want a pretty picture. Get on Photoshop and make it happen. Amazing, amazing, and of course, uh, you've come on come on the show in the past, and we talked um, about how you are an advocate uh, for gay and transgender rights and so forth. And uh, and I wanted to ask you, uh, we're gonna get different sides of, of Sunny Giovanni tonight, you guys. And uh, Sunny knows I'm always pulling questions out of the box uh, to ask her, and so I wanted to ask you. 
what are your thoughts? You know, here we are into 2017. Uh, we've had this presidential election go down, and we've, we've constantly got things that are going on in the House of Representatives and so forth. What do you believe um, are people's overall issue when it comes to uh, the LGBT communities and their rights? Like, why do you believe that people find it hard to just allow, uh, you know, them to have their rights? I think that the overall issue is lack of experience when it comes to government officials. You can Mm -hmm. say all day long, oh, I have a gay friend who has, you know, and I got a transgender Mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. but that's on a completely different level. If you have worked in the field or if you have advocated with the LGBTSQ community, then you would understand right. what most of the issues is. How, right. for example, let me use this because I just saw it on Dallas News today. Mm-hmm. Um, in Austin, they're uh, voting on the legislature to pass this bill where trans girls and guys can use the appropriate bathroom in which they identify. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. is a big issue. As well, because I've mm-hmm. seen YouTube videos of, you know, mm-hmm. lesbians, butch lesbians who will go to the women's restroom and right. somebody might get the wrong idea. So oh, that's a guy and, you know, they'll go and report it to management. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want to be a government official, I advise that you have um, some experience in each and every area. And if you don't have right. tolerance or acceptance, period, and you right. know nothing about the community. I advise you right. not stand up and say, oh, we're going to vote on such and such. You don't know what it's like, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't right. sat down and spoken with at least five or six people to get different sides of whatever is going on in the community at the time. Right. So our right. issue in the community right now is the fact that we can't trust our government. Okay, yeah, they gave, mm, you know, gave the right to marry. But what about the right. transgender? who want to marry mm-hmm. before they get the proper identification, saying that legally they are now a man or mm-hmm. a woman. And they want to marry, right. but they're going to have to wait a couple more years until the hormones settle or somebody decides, hey, you really are legally now a man or a woman. We can't trust the government. And that's, that's a right. crying shame. Right, right, absolutely. And, and so do you think that, like in general, do you think that, uh, you know, politicians do not take uh, the issues uh, from the LGBTQ uh, community seriously? Like, do you believe that they, I mean, because you have some officials who pretty much just kind of want to put a blanket over the issues and they don't they don't want to acknowledge them, period. So do you believe for a lot of them, they, they just don't want to take it seriously and they just kind of want to, you know, put a Band-Aid over and hope that the issues um, kind of just go away? I'm going to use a quote from my granddaddy and say, just because you put a throw rug over mm-hmm. shit, it does not mean that that <laughs> shit is gone. You got to clean that carpet because yeah. it's still going to yeah. be there. And that's right. exactly what it is. Like you said, they want to bandage it, but just because it's out of sight doesn't mean that it's going to be out of mind because it's going to keep right. creeping up on you. You have to understand what's going on and handle the issues because history will always Absolutely. repeat itself if you don't handle right. it. Absolutely. Also, I think Absolutely. that a lot of people just don't know. Some of them fear the unknown. I think that's another mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. If you fear the unknown, right. then what are you going to do? If you see a big dog mm-hmm. in your neighborhood, the uncle that looks like a bear, but it's not really a bear because it's a dog, but you don't know it, <laughs> you're going to run the other way. Right. Instead of saying, right. let me check right. for a collar to see where you belong or what have you, you're going <laughs> to run the other way. And that's exactly what most right. of the politicians are doing, saying, you know, we don't understand right. Is we don't know what it is. Let's go the other way before Cujo starts to bark. You can't do that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said statements, you guys. And, uh, of course, uh, speaking um, of the up and up, um, as I said, you guys, uh, Sonny has this new book out um, entitled Caught Between Two Street Kings. And, of course, uh, you have uh, brought another uh, banger to the readers out here. And so, of course, uh, in this story, uh, you have uh, some very interesting characters. Uh, you got uh, Rashad and is it uh, Taj? Ta- 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 I don't want to say. I don't, don't want to mess up. 
Tajira. And so you have uh, these characters in this book. And so tell us a little bit about what we're going to be in store for when we read Caught Between Two Street Kings. It's the element of surprise, basically, because you have what you thought was Prince Charming G. And I'm not going right. to lie, it's not a spoiler alert, because if you look at the reviews, all the reviews are the same. They hate G because he's a lunatic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, G is not a, he's, he's nobody's favorite. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I made sure of that. Um, it's different elements mixed in with the book. Sajir is one focused, determined young woman, and right. she considered herself as invisible, as the synopsis stated, um, until somebody actually notices her and charms her, mm-hmm. and that character is G. Um, it also has the element of um, teenhood abuse, and I don't think, I think a lot of us in the urban community have touched on it, but nobody mm-hmm. has gotten to the root, like, as far as I've gone into it, how at one point, Taj actually accepts this, the fact that he's a lunatic and he can creep on, you know, creep up on her whenever he wants. He has the upper hand and blah, blah, right. blah. But right. um, at one point, she does get her nerves and she leaves. And, of course, mm-hmm. we have the bag and the sobbing and she, you know, has her womanhood in her hand. No, I'm not going back and I'm going to go to school like I said I was going to do and nothing's going to stop me. But then you get the real Prince Charming which is Rashad, right. but by then she has so much foulness from G just plastered all <laughs> over her that it kind of, she wants Rashad to stop. Please stop charming me. Please just go away. I'm going to go to school and I'm, I'm going to stay focused. But he's not there to hurt. He's there to help and to love. And I think that's a subject that a lot of women reading this book can relate to, even if the abuse wasn't physical. Mm-hmm. It could have been emotional, right. which is also what Todd right. goes through in the book. The whole purpose right. was so that they could relate. I know that you have your history and your bond with one, mm-hmm. but you can't convict right. another of someone else's sins. And here we are with right. Todd, literally caught between two of, you know, the most powerful men she'll ever know. Except one is actually more right. powerful than the other, and I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Right. And, and do you think, and, and, and speaking of being um, in um, abusive relationships, whether they are phys- physically, mentally, or emotionally abusive, and so do you think that uh, specifically as women, it's hard for us to recognize that that's what's taking place, especially when we have history uh, with you know, that particular guy. I think sometimes history along itself, we figure like, oh, you know, I might have known him since I was in junior high. And so people right. don't always recognize the signs early on, and they're going to give, you know, all the different excuses of why they didn't see it or why they refused to get out of the situation. So do you think that people are just kind of blindsided depending on what kind of history they have with their partner? I think at first it's shock because you, you know yeah. that you know this person and you didn't believe that they would ever do you like that. And a lot of women right. want to keep trying to change the situation or change that person. And it just doesn't mm-hmm. work. And you get so caught up in the cycle of, okay, something's going to change. And I right. know this personally because Sonny ain't always been the good guy in a relationship. I haven't. Yeah. I used to be that stupid person who would, you know, gain my own power off of my significant other suffering. And it's sad to say, but mm. I'd rather be honest with everybody else and myself. Right. Glad that I'm not right. that way now, but right. Right. Um, I remember some of my exes praying and hoping and holding on that I would change, and I wouldn't because even I was so yeah. blind to the fact that this is a human being. She has feelings. Why are you doing this? Right. And even that person that's doing the abuser, they get so caught up in that same cycle until it's so you know too late. And I think that most women think that we we came so far now that I don't right, want right, to let it go. Right, and unfortunately, right. a lot of people are now in fifteen to twenty year marriages and relationships, mm, still hoping and praying, absolutely. and they're still blind right. and haven't opened up the third eye. Right. Absolutely. And so what made you put this subject matter within the book? Uh, we, we know a lot of people deal with it, but what made you kind of add this, this subject matter to, to this particular story? I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who was going through mm-hmm. the same 
issue. And I really had to break yeah. it down for her about how horrible I used to be before I was yeah. able to mature. And it made right. me think about it. Well, if she's going through it, imagine how many other people are going to go through it. So in a right. sense, right. I was G until I moved on to being Rashad. And mm-hmm. it is hard now for me to be um, what I call clean. And, you know, there's so many broken people out here who want better, but mm-hmm. they're afraid of better because they right. think now everybody's going to run game. And you might be sweet, but mm-hmm. you can't be that sweet for right. real. I got to go. <laughs> so I had to put it all right. on paper, partly to entertain and mostly to educate. I mean, it's up to you. Right. Which one do you want? Do you want the lunatic or do you want Prince Charming? Right. It's up to you. You got to take right. that leap. And can't nobody make that choice for you. Right. Absolutely. 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 And I think sometimes people, you know, they miss out on good opportunities uh, for great relationships because a lot of us, because we're dealing with our past hurts. And so for some of us who have yet healed from that, we are still skeptical of other people. And like you said, when we see, you know, that nice person, we're like, ah, you know, they, they too good. You know, they too good. That's too good to be true right there. You know, I can't, I can't mess with that. And so a lot of times, you know, it ends up, you know, where we could have had a great relationship, but because of our fears and because we're still dealing with our past hurts, we were yet able to see the greatness that somebody else had in them. Right. I completely agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And, um, of course, uh, for this book as well and for all of your books, you, you always manage um, to talk about different subject matters um, that, that take place with so many people, men and women, and, and the things that, you know, we particularly go through uh, relationship-wise or whether um, it comes to our family. And so for you, uh, you got a lot of avid readers and, uh, man, Sunny has some of the most avid readers that I've ever seen. Like, soon as she literally says, I've released this one, everybody's like, okay, when's the next one coming? So people are constantly wanting more and more from you. And so what is that reaction like from your fans, you know, when they read um, your stories and they see different subject matters come to life and they uh, get very attached to the, to the characters that you create, uh, what is that feeling like for you? It's an amazing feeling, especially not to know somebody personally or ever right. talk to them. I think the first time it happened was um, Cocaine, Smoke, and Mirrors, which I released through Leo Sullivan Presents. And I got a reader mm-hmm. to inbox me, and she said, I swear to God, you were pinning my life. And I said, wow. I don't even know you. <laughs> like, it was creepy because it was <laughs> – Cocaine Smoking Mirrors was about a 16-year-old prostitute who was strung out on drugs. And for yeah. somebody to be able to come to me and admit that, you know, downfall in their life, it was it was like, wow, you really mm-hmm. trust me to know that because I don't know many people who would actually tell that type of testimony to someone that they don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And I also had my mama – to call me over that book, and she was enraged. I mean, my mama was mad. (laughs) And it was about the drug trip that my character Sasha went through. She was upset, and she said, we are going to get you help. Why didn't you tell me that you were on drugs? And mama, I'm not on drugs. And she swore up and down that I tried cocaine before, and I told her that I didn't, and I had to send her the link to um, a chat room, a a support room for, you know, cocaine and heroin addiction. So she would know and wow. she would see how I got these symptoms and whatnot from these people. Yeah. But it's an amazing yeah. feeling to be universal and to be able to touch mm-hmm. on all kinds of subjects without even knowing people. Right. Right, absolutely, and, and for you, um, over time, uh, you, you've always been very transparent uh, with your uh, readers and supporters uh, through social media, and so uh, you've talked about your health and getting back um, to your health and um, getting that body back and, and and all those great things. I told Sunny she she's she gonna blow folks away uh, when, when they finally <laughs> see. Uh, what's behind the, the curtains and the mirrors, you guys. And so for you, over time in, in dealing with your health and also with your, when it comes to work, what do you feel like um, is Sonny Giovanni's purpose uh, when it comes uh, to this world? What do you believe your purpose is? 
I truly believe my purpose is to entertain and to educate. And it's funny you ask mm-hmm. that because before the show, it's probably about two minutes before, my daughter asked me, she said, Mama, I'm 10, you're 27. I said, okay. She said, well, not, you were my <laughs> age. What did you want to be? And I said, I wanted yeah. to be a lawyer. And then she asked me why, and I told her because, you know, back in school, I was the bully kid. I was the tall, fat kid with yeah. glasses and, you know, the messed up bangs. And I wanted to stand up for what was right. I had this outlook on the world, like somebody has to throw on the cape and serve justice right. to those who right. were victimized. And I really did mm-hmm. want to be a lawyer. But I found out mm-hmm. that writing, you entertain and you educate at the same time and sometimes you tend to help people. Um, there was right. one book I had where my character was trying their best to commit suicide until, you know, this random person came out of the blue and let them know a little bit about life. And I had a reader to contact me and say, you have no idea how suicidal I was until I read that scene. And it just, it blew me away because I didn't I didn't know. And that's why I say that my, my purpose is to, Educate and entertain. And if y'all pay attention to my books, then y'all know, like, I'll have a really, really serious and deep and poetic moment in there. And then there's this a hole of a character that'll come out of the blue and make you laugh about it. And I love right. that combination. So, Sunny's here to educate and entertain. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, of course, uh, we're going to take a little break, but when I come back, and uh, for the listeners on the line, uh, you do have your opportunity to uh, speak to our special guest tonight, Sunny Giovanni. All you have to do is press 1, or you can call in the number 347-326-9139 is the number, and go ahead and press number 1, and we'll get you up on the line so you can show us some love and let you know you are supporting her and all those great things, and so we're going to come back uh, with even more. We're going to find out what um, Sunny Giovanni is up to next because I know she got some things in the works. But we're going to find out all that and more when we come back right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everyone. It's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living right here on your radio network, YRN 
got some more great things uh, in the works and up your sleeve. And so, um, but before we get into that, uh, we did have a question. Uh, this question comes from Claudia uh, from New York. She wants to know, does Sunny plan on making any of her books um, into films, possibly? First of all, thank you, Claudia, all the way from New York. Oh, that feels good. Uh, I, for some reason, I love the East Coasters. I mainly love the accents, but I really do. Yes. I listen to the talk <laughs> all day. But, um, of course, I plan on making um, the Alicia series into a short movie okay. under my own production company. So, spoiler alert, this year, Sunny is unveiling her production company. Woo-woo. But, um, awesome. Alicia, I plan on doing that, except the only thing is it won't be in Detroit, because I live in Dallas, so, yeah, just imagine really hard that Dallas is Detroit, and we'll all be fine. <laughs> awesome, and of course, this one comes from uh, Erica from Atlanta. She says, I, re- I read uh, your book entitled Stuck on You, the Shane and Sherry story, and I want to know, are we in store for more when it comes to these characters. Oh, Erica. By the <laughs> way, the character in the book, um, Stuck on You, Shane's sister Erica is a looney tune. Like, she is always ready to fight. But, yes, you <laughs> really are. Either at the end of this month or um, early April. It was my okay. fault. So, y'all, the hold up on that series is me. I had completed the book two weeks ago, but I was angry when I wrote the ending, so I had to go back and, and do rewrites, and two of my exclusive readers, um, Dana and uh, Helene, they went bonkers, and they weren't having it. They just wasn't having it. They protested. <laughs> they wanted a new ending, and I had yeah. to go back and do rewrites, so I'm very proud to say that y'all still getting Shane and Cherie. The only thing is now, is it going to be a book four? I really don't want it to be because y'all been patient, but you know, We'll see how that works. Incredible, incredible. And I meant to ask you this before before I ask this uh, next question from the um, the listener. When it comes to your books, and you mentioned that you rewrote it because you were mad, does uh, your penmanship <laughs> and your creativeness uh, depend on your mood as an author? Like, are there times where you might write a story or and you go back and you read it and you're like, man, I was, like, really angry or really feeling yes. some type of way when I wrote this? I read some of my old books. Like, I'm also yes. an editor. So in order for me to get back into my writing style, I have to go back and read some of my old works. And I've mm-hmm. read some theme that I had to gasp aloud over and I'm just like why did you do that why did you kill him or why did you slap her like I will go crazy on myself because sometimes I'll forget what I wrote and I just I lose it because I'm like you were too angry when you wrote this thing if I'm in a good mood then you can really expect some some romance or some steamy sex scenes and if I'm mad somebody gotta die I'm sorry. That's just the way. So because I'd rather not take it out on, you know, um, misguided anger is a serious issue for me, and I'd just rather yeah. not do that. So when I'm in the GOK, because I call my office, you never know what you're going to get. So I advise if Absolutely. we're in a critical part of this series, everybody <laughs> let everybody else know not to anger Sunny because your favorite character might end up laying on the slab. I promise you that. Hilarious. And Derek from uh, Mississippi, he says, out of all of the books that you have written, which one was the hardest for you to write and which one took you the longest uh, to actually release? Oh, that's a hard question. Okay, to take the longest to release, I'll start with that one. It would be Brandon and Majesty's final book. Because it's 2017, I was supposed to release it in 2014, but the whole purpose of the My First Love series, which is the series I came into the business on, um, mm-hmm. it was to show you the different sides of love and mm-hmm. 
to show you how two people can actually grow together and that love will never die, basically giving people hope. So as I experience new things and as I change, I still go back to that one book and I rewrite. But the good news is it'll finally be here this summer because I'll be re-releasing that entire series with new scenes. Oh, wow. Um, added on scenes that I thought I was going to throw mm-hmm. away, but I'm just not going to do that. And I'm just going to clip it okay. right on in there for you. Um, but the <laughs> hardest, the absolute hardest and the worst. And if any reader ever asked me about this series, I might snap. The Beast of the Cartel <laughs> series. That was the hardest. Yes, me, right? I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. Right. Beast of the Cartel 1, 2, Beauty of the Cartel, The Son of Zeus, and then we had the tie-ins, The Legacy 1 and 2, and finally, right. The Commodores. So the seven books right. and all. And the reason that it was the hardest was because you had this kingpin who was highly educated. He was a billionaire, so he didn't wear regular clothes. He wasn't hood at all, never stepped inside of one, and he used <laughs> this supreme vocabulary. Because he was above everyone else. I mean, for crying out loud, his name was Zeus. So, you know, he's the right. king of all kings. And I had to keep my dictionary and thesaurus open for his dialogue alone. To set the scene, I had to mm-hmm. Google different types of men's apparel that was, you know, top shelf, top dollar. Right, because, right. like I said, he's a billionaire. So I have to figure out what you're going to wear and describe it to the T and add the label on there so people would know, yeah, he's he's still that dude. Don't ever ask me to write another Zeus. and, and Oh, and then the, there was the prequel, um, Rise of the Beast. Don't, please don't ever ask me to write another book <laughs> with Zeus. And he gave me the worst headache. I love him to death, but they dead now. Please leave him alone. Wow. Oh, baby. And, of course, uh, Deja from New Jersey wants to know, does uh, does Sunny plan on writing um, any erotic, erotic books? I did, actually. You can catch it on Wattpad. I need to update that, too, because that book is finished. Um, Come when I tell you to. It's a lesbian erotica (laughs) And it's up for free. I remember I teased you, Bianca, and I made you I say remember. the title out loud in one show. <laughs> I remember. I remember. And my face still turns red uh, uh, <laughs> saying that title, man. I remember that. I remember. And I remember when you told me the title of it. I was like, you got you to gotta be kidding. You got to be kidding me. But, oh, my gosh. And so, yes, it is definitely. Uh, yeah, Daisy, you, you definitely have to. <laughs> You definitely have to check out their book. Absolutely. It's thrilling, it's exciting, it's sexy, and it's so dominant. So don't read it when you're close to your lover because somebody might get manhandled. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. And one last question comes from uh, Karen. Uh, she's uh, from Colorado, and she wants to know, she says, I'm an upcoming um, aspiring writer. She says, I want to know how I can, when once my book's released, um, how do I make them more marketable and more accessible to readers? Now, with you, Sonny, uh, you, you have a way in yourself, like once you, and I guess over time, you know, you have written 43 books. And so over time, uh, when you say you've released a book, people automatically just flock you know, flock mm-hmm. to, you know, where and purchase the books. And so a lot of people kind of have to build themselves up to that. So what have you found is the best way to really promote your product out here? See, the thing is the market always swings, and you have right. to be very knowledgeable of that, um, depending on what's inside your book. Would the readers love it? What particular standpoint are we at right now? Because I know, mm-hmm. I mean, people automatically assume, oh, Sunny's successful with everything she drops. That's right. not necessarily true. Right. And some of the hardest right. and heaviest hitters in this business have taken plenty of losses because sometimes we Absolutely. get so consumed in the fact that we release like crazy and we have a set mm-hmm. um, fan base, we have a set audience. But um, you want to be very mindful of what the particular trend is at the time. Mm-hmm. You also mm-hmm. want to have one of the most banging covers, something that right. would really catch Catches the, the eye, of the, yeah. eye 
Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And if you don't want to put up uh, snippets or previews of your book, then you always want to make sure you put up that cover and you, you know, put a quote up or, or whatnot because there are plenty of ways to market. I know some women from royalty, and I love them because they're also different. Um, they find models, and they might put the picture mm-hmm. of the model up on Facebook, and then they'll put up yeah. a snippet. And it really makes yeah. the readers want it. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, and you always want to promote, promote, promote. And I've learned this the mm-hmm. hard way. I don't like to cram anything down my readers' throats, but I've learned that, you know, and this comes from Portia Sterling, wise woman. She said, you know, yeah. either they're going to – you promote until they unfriend you, which means they necessarily wasn't supposed to be in there in the first place, or you promote until right. they buy it. Either way, but no mm-hmm. matter what, always, always promote. Great tips. Yeah, definitely. Love that. Love that. And uh, we got a caller on the line here, area code um, 214. Uh, last bit is 9630. Uh, state your name oh and where you're calling God. <laughs> Hello, I'm online. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, What's you are on. State your name and where you're calling from. My name is Quinn, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. All right, all right. Well, welcome to the show. You got a, a question or comment for Sunny? Uh, I got a question. Um, how did it feel when your first book released and you saw that your, you know, that you were becoming more popular. How does that feel? Actually, hey, Quinn. And for those of y'all who don't know Quinn, he's actually Davino Dixon, who is an author. Like, I don't know who you are. Hey, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't you put me out there like that. Don't you put me out there. Answer the question. I'm a caller. Answer the question. <laughs> um, it, it felt good. Like, I, with my particular um, rise in the business, it literally happened overnight thanks to Demetria, who is the author of the Rich Boy Mafia series over there with Leo mm-hmm. Sullivan. Um, she read the book and, you know, late one night put it in her reader's group and it just blew up like wildfire. I initially put the book out as a um, New Year's resolution to myself and because mm-hmm. you stated who is also my kid's father, the one that I talk about in plenty of interviews, um, <laughs> you and I had that deal that, um, you know, I would spend my days in front of the computer instead of finding a job and that you would have the bills taken care of. It literally felt good to just throw something out there and then the next day people are hitting me on Twitter and trying to find me on Facebook and asking if it's a part two of the book. When am I dropping the book? Blessed feelings that I could ever have besides, you know, having the kids. That I, that nothing will ever replace that moment. Awesome, awesome. Well, so you got a mini queen with your noisy yeah. background. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just listening to the show wherever I'm at. That's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate your support and for you calling in. Uh, no problem, no problem at all. I'm still listening. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, uh, of course, uh, folks do want to know where they can go uh, to purchase Caught Between Two Street Kings. And you guys can pick up all the rest of the uh, 42 books uh, besides this one as well. So let them know where they can go to purchase the books, honey. Well, now y'all have multiple options because thanks to the brilliant minds of Portia Sterling and Leo Sullivan, um, the Lit app. If y'all don't have the Lit app, please go oh, wow. get it. You can okay. get exclusive titles from um, any royalty author. It's not just me. Um, but my mm-hmm. books are featured on the Lit app. So, Oh, and the best part about it is if you don't feel like waiting, which is, I think this is the major bonus, and I thank God that one of them thought of this. <laughs> if you don't feel like right. waiting on the finale, on the actual release date for Amazon and Kindle, you can get it three uh-huh. days prior, up to three days prior on the Lit app, so I think that's a major added bonus. Oh, wow. Um, that is nice. Or, of course, you can always go to Amazon or go to your Kindle app and search me and pick up whichever books you feel like picking up at the time. Mm-hmm. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, uh, of course, for you, 
you're always uh, pursuing it and doing great new things. And so, of course, um, as you mentioned, uh, you have uh, a lot of great things uh, in the works. And so uh, is there a chance or do you know what the next book uh, will be that you will be releasing for the folks? I highly believe the next one that I'll be releasing is Stuck on You 3, which still nice. not sure if that's the finale. But we'll see. We shall see. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, of course, as always, when we have um, authors and writers on the show and so forth, we always ask you guys to to give the listeners um, encouraging words uh, when it comes to getting into the literary industry um, and staying relevant. Um, in the literary industry. I think a lot of people, you know, come out and they're like, okay, I'm going to be a writer, I'm going to be an author. And so sometimes people get caught up in it, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, that uh, people automatically assume like, oh, because you're sunny, you know, you always are going to get the best deals or you're always going to get the, you know, the best readers and so forth. And so uh, giving some people advice on, you know, getting out here um, and staying connected and just staying grounded in the craft, you know, and not giving up, uh, even when it does get hard. My best advice that I could give is when you hit the ground, make sure if you're going to take off running, you need to keep that stride. I know different people like myself through heartbreak, kids, your health declining, people dropping like flies all around you. You've got to keep it pushing. If this is something you want, go get right. it. Do not, I repeat, do not think of the negativity because there is always going to be one little negative person and they look like a friend to always wish you the worst. Put right. a blind eye to that and keep it moving. When somebody tells you that you can't, just turn around, look them in the eye and tell them to prove it. Because even I've had to do it plenty of times. And I know that people say, oh, my God, Sunny, you always drop it. Okay, well, that's because I hit the ground and I kept on running. I didn't stop. Yeah. Do not. And my last piece of advice, if you don't know me and you want to approach me, don't think just because I got a lot of books out and I know a lot of people that I'm just supposed to be sitting on some imaginary throne all day, every day. No, I'm mo- <laughs> one of the most humble people that you ever right. going to meet. Like. Don't, right. please don't look at me like that. I'm just an author. That's how I like to look at it. I do my job. I clock in at 630 in the morning, clock out sometimes 1230 at night, one o'clock, two, three o'clock in the morning, whatever. But I mean, you have to humble yourself if you're going to be in this business. Don't come in here saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to play the game and I'm a five-star author all the way through because it ain't going to always right. be like that. Remain grounded, remain humble. And lastly, surround yourself with people who are like you, who are going to keep you grounded, who keep positive minds and who keep pushing forward. Because if not, that's going to be your biggest setback. I promise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic advice. And it's always a pleasure uh, to have you on here. Uh, I think this is this is the most I laugh probably doing my broadcast is, is when I'm uh, chatting with Sunny Giovanni, you guys. And she is uh, just an awesome person. And as she stated, she is very uh, in touch. She's very in touch and very connected uh, with people, everybody. Uh, you know, she and and and, the, and that's good to see. You know, I think a lot of times people they believe, you know, because you're an author or because you have so many books out, you're kind of, you know, untouchable and people can't connect right. with you. Uh, but she's actually one of those individuals that, you know, is is willing to help you um, in any way she can. Uh, to get to the next level, and so that is uh, definitely something uh, to be proud of. And uh, I'm glad you came on the show, and and I'm looking forward to uh, you coming back on here with some more goodies because you're always uh, bringing the heat and you're always bringing us um, something to look forward to uh, and something uh, to keep our attention and our focus. And so I just appreciate you for coming on here and chatting with me this evening. Always, always. You know, I can't come by every time I drop a book because everybody else got to get scheduled for an interview, so it can't be sunny, sunny all the time. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, because every time you drop the book, if that was the case, this would be like the the beautiful butterfly Sunny Giovanni show. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
that's why that would go. But uh, I definitely appreciate you. And so for the folks out there listening, tell them how they can go about um, connecting with you as far as uh, social media and all those great things. On social media, you can find me on my Facebook like page, Sunny Giovanni. Of course, I had to change the the personal Facebook name because, you know, I almost had 5,000 friends and I didn't want to be, you know, leaving anybody out. They wanted to add me. <laughs> but um, you can always inbox me. I'm always open. Um, you can also reach me on Instagram and Twitter under the handle I'm that Giovanni. Um, and I also blog on a regular um, on Tumblr under No Joke Geo. That's K-N-O-G-O. And, uh yeah, there we have it. I think I closed down my other social media pages. <laughs> I think if, if, if I'm lying, then just Google me just to make sure. Just go in there, Google Absolutely. Sunny Deals, I mean, and everything will come up. And there you have it, folks, again. And make sure you guys go and purchase your copy of Cop Between Two Street Kings. You guys are available on Amazon right now. And, uh, Sunny, it is always a pleasure. And uh, big shouts out to everybody on the phone lines. We got Buku, the people listening and supporting. So we appreciate you guys taking the time and uh, the callers for calling in. And we appreciate you guys for just supporting the show um, and supporting Sunny this uh, evening as well. And so I hope you have a, a great rest of your evening. And I definitely, I know, I'll be talking with you again soon most definitely and thank you all the royalty family who called in to support me I really appreciate you as well as Missy and Trinae I love them two of my closest friends thank you all <laughs> and of course thank you Bianca. you know I gotta drop by absolutely absolutely I appreciate it and uh, I'll be talking with you again soon alright good night y'all alright all right, you guys, that was awesome. Sunny Giovanni, you guys, make sure you go purchase that book called Between Two Street Kings, you guys. And guess what? Uh, we got a show coming up on Wednesday. We're we doing a lot of things. And uh, uh, Wednesday, we got Key, author Kia Mache. She is coming on, you guys, from Atlanta, Georgia. And we're going to be talking about her book entitled Fatal Attraction Part 2, the finale. And uh, she's going to let you guys know what's in store and more for the new year. Uh, so, you guys, we're going to take um, a little music uh, break and uh, we're going to come back and uh, I'm going to let you guys know how you can be a guest over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So we'll be back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. In the morning and I ask myself, it's like worth living, should I blast myself? I'm proud of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a need, bro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a heat, bro. Get it back to the kids, who the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the welfare. First ship them, don't let them deal a brother. Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark, now Huey said. I got love for my brother, but we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other. We gotta stop making changes. Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. And that's how I was supposed to be. I can never double take a brother if he's close to me. Uh, I'm not go back to when we played as kids with things. And that's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh, yeah.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And I want to say a big thank you to Sunny Giovanni, to all the folks who called in and supported her this evening. Make sure you guys go and purchase Caught Between Two Street Kings, available now on Amazon.com. And, of course, as I said, tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we got Arthur Kia Mache from Atlanta, Georgia, coming through. We're going to be talking about her new release as well called Fatal Attraction, you guys. Some of you guys know how that goes. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. And I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place I am. Bianca Fly, you guys have a great, great rest of your evening. Wow. As still I see no changes. Can a brother get a little beat? It's more on the streets and the war in the Middle East. Set a war on poverty. They got a war on drugs so the police can bother me. And I ain't never did a crime I ain't have to do. But now I'm back with the back, giving it back to you. Don't let them jack you up, back you up, crack you up, and piss